Welcome back to another episode of Sidrid's podcast. On this episode, I'm speaking with Marty Markinson on the importance of gifts, social media, and how it can help you scale and brand your business and personal brand. Let's get into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my Instagram live. Uh, today, I'm going to have a returning guest, Marty Markinson. He's the owner and founder of Cave Lit, Product, Cave Lit Creations. He's created over 8 million impressions through gifts. So today, I'm, we're going to let you in on how you can elevate your business through gifts uh, and social media too. So let me see if I can find Marty. How's everyone doing? Let's go. What's up, Jonathan? So I'm sporting the Cavelit Creations sunglasses. Hope you guys like it. Let's see. Where you at, Marty? There he is. Hey, one second. Let me. Um. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, where are you at? I'm at the Tonight Show with Sidrit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. I love these filters. I mean, you're, you're obviously much better than I am. <laughs> We're all learning. I know. They're so much fun. And it's yeah. like crazy the amount of variety they have. I don't know if you've even dug into it, but like there's a whole search bar that has an even bigger range of these filters that you've got. And then Instagram and Facebook investing pretty heavily to make these things freaking awesome. Yeah. I've got, I've got some wild ones. And it's another way to like promote your business, right? I'm, I'm sure you could customize these. So we'll, we'll talk more about those too. Love it. Hey, welcome back. You're like my first returning guest uh, to Instagram Live. First one. <laughs> uh, nice. We got the matching at uniform now, too. <laughs> We're both wearing, wearing green and the glasses. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just telling everyone uh, how, you know, you're the owner and founder of Cavelet Creations. You have like over 8 million impressions. Wow, that's amazing, right, on GIFs. And, uh, you know, like we're, we'll talk today about how you can elevate your business through social media, through GIFs, why GIFs are so important and becoming more and more popular, kind of like this one, right? I mean, these type of filters. Um Anyways, without further ado, how you been? Things are good? Things are good. I'm super excited for this for this chat. I mean, a lot has kind of changed in my life since we, we last talked a year ago. I think I was starting to get a little bit more success in social media, had a couple more customers, and things have just been growing. Uh, since then, I've um, 
really embrace the fact that like being able to grow a brand on social media and a business gives you more freedom and autonomy to work where you want and when you want. So I got up and actually left Boston and then now in the mountains of Vermont in Burlington, Vermont, it's just a place where uh, me and my girlfriend were thinking about where, where do we want to spend, you know, the next, next section of our life. And we like love just being outdoors. Don't need everything crazy. Like, uh, like a city, like we don't really need all the, all, all the different amenities there. We just need a couple nice places to eat and really access to like snowboarding and the lake and hiking. And so we got up and moved to Vermont and that, a lot of that had to do with, you know, the business being able, business size building, being able to grow and it really, you know, you can build gifts and filters from anywhere. So. True that. True that. Amen. So <laughs> you're really rebranded to Cave Lit Creations and I, I love, I love the brand. It's so like, uh, it's so good. I mean, it's like catchy. It has like that fire, you know, inside the cave. Uh, what, what, what made you pick that or, or how did that come about? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, it started, I think this happens to a lot of people on social media. I think we put like a lot of pressure into our account and our brand and our, what it's going to be and what's the color is going to be. And like, I, I would say if you've ever found yourself like trying to make it perfect, just like go with whatever you think is right in the moment and you can change it. <laughs> you can, you sure. can always rebrand, you can always adjust uh, and your followers, your core followers will, will stick with you. Um, and the reason I changed was my last one was IG story strategy. And uh, I felt like that wasn't really, it was kind of confining, confining what, where I could take the brand and where I could grow it um, where I really want, to build more of like a, a GIF and filter creation platform. So if you're familiar with something like Canva or, um, or Canva's the, the popular one, people use like Photoshop to make Instagram posts. Um, there's really no tools like that for making GIFs and filters easily. And so I just want to make a drag and drop website. Um, and that's going to expand further than just like Instagram stories. Uh, TikTok, Snapchat are all incorporating this kind of stuff. Uh, so I want to be like the go-to place for if you want a GIF or filter to help grow your brand on social media, you go to my website, you drag your logo in, you hit publish, and you're done. And I've got a cool little demo I want to show with people here uh, on, oh. a, on a prototype that I'm working working on. Should I bust it out? Let's go. All Let's right. So here we go. This has never been seen before by anyone but but me, to be honest. So <laughs> excited for this. Um, I'm honored you're doing it here. Of course. I had to go. I think you were my first live. But so this is Cavelet. It's got all these different gifts that you can that you can pick from and add your branding from. And like I said, I just want to make it so anyone can go to this website. Uh, then they can drag in their logo. And oh, what do I got here? Who's this? <laughs> Who's this stud right here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then output into a GIF. Um, so still working out some of the kinks. Want to add some more designs to it. All that good stuff. Uh, but that's the idea. Like it started out with me just like making them one by one. Found found some things that have been working, uh, and I just want to make it easier for anyone to just go and go and get their own gifts. So. What you're saying is someone can go to cavelitcreations.com or I'm sorry, I don't know if that's the cavelit.com cavelit.com yep. and they can literally just drop their logo in there 
and your AI will give them the gift of choice? Um, not yet, but I like where you're heading. <laughs> you, no. you have to pick the design ahead of time, and then you drop your logo in, and then it will, it will generate it for you. How many designs are there? So now there are, I have about uh, 10. 10 as like the best performing. And then there's another like uh, 10 of them that are like some other ones that people like. So 20 in total. And then the front page drops you on the 10 most popular ones. A lot of them are focused on real estate. Uh, so I got a good, lot of good real estate related content and gifts for all you real estate brands out there listening. <laughs> but I'm sure the gallery is going to expand and it's, it's only going to get even bigger. That's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. Thinking about real estate, I mean, you, you know, like you're, you're helping so many realtors elevate their brand. One of them, I, I know, I don't know if Jonathan's still on, but Evil Boston, mm -hmm. they've had millions of impressions, right? Yeah, that, that one just exploded. I mean, Evo's got best in class social media, and then you just like throw gifts on that and it's just like fuel, fuel to the fire to be honest, um, like. And I was going to ask about these glasses and filter. Mm -hmm. Can, let's say, Evil Boston create something, you know, like their goggle gang, right? Whatever they have. And, that, and be able to use them on a live like this. They can, yes. That was actually the genesis of this whole business was uh, built goggle gang filters. Yeah. <laughs> a goggle game filter uh, so, and that got a lot of traction so they're able to save it as like a favorite on mm -hmm. on their uh filters whenever they're on their stories yep and that and then they can use it whenever they want right exactly yeah yep. filters too exactly like i think i honestly think in all social media is heading this way. I don't know if you've noticed as well, but it's turning to more short-based video-formed content and less like just kind of static pictures, pictures in, in like, you know, really highly produced video. Um, and so the question that brands are always going to be asking is like, how can I get noticed? How can I make that impression on someone um, in, this new, in this new form of media? And that's where, where GIFs and filters come in is like they're just a – authentic natural way for you to make short form video but keep uh the branding and keep some of uh the authenticity alive i think we're all pretty tuned into like um i don't know if you're watching the sports game and as soon as an ad comes up you know it's an ad and you stop paying attention mm -hmm. uh, but if you're looking in the game and you see some of the the you know banner ads around it uh you're still getting that impression that brand's still making that touch point with you um, but you're just more taking it in as part of the experience and it's less of, ah, oh, here's a commercial break, you know, let me get out my phone. Let me not pay attention. Like, get me, I, when I watch ads, it's like, get me back to like the content. Like this is, this is not what I'm here for, but then any way that brands can kind of fit themselves into like naturally where people are watching without it feeling like, you know, this is, this is taking them away from the platform where they're watching videos like that's where you get huge success because you don't have that like gut reaction of like, this isn't what I'm here for. I feel like I, I totally agree. I feel like, um, I, I feel like gifts are the equivalent of 
emojis in text messages or emoji mm -hmm. text in the text world, right? Totally. It, it started as something silly, right? And then, you know, everyone's using emojis because they're, they're engaging, right? Mm -hmm. But now talking about like short form videos, what better way to like engage your audience if you have a nice, of, nice pair of glasses, right? Mm -hmm. that, that showcase, whatever. I mean, it could say Cavelet Creations or Bud Light or whatever your brand is, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> And I mean, this, this kind of like makes a nice segue into social media, but a lot of research shows nowadays that the future of ads is content creators, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, if you go on TikTok, you have so many like big creators with, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, millions, um, you know, like Bella Porch or so many other, other ones that literally have built their own personal brands. And it, it's a no brainer that, that, ads are moving towards content creators, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, it's so, um, it's so smart. I mean, it's so smart because not many people are watching TV. Everything that you watch now, it's on an app, right? I mean, I still have cable at my house, but I feel like more and more people are dropping cable because they can watch it in alternative ways. Uh, and what's going to be the future is either these apps or, you know, social media where we are. Um, 100%. I, yeah, I don't know it, about you. Oh, go ahead. Huge. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's the future. I think a lot of people realize that um, a lot of people are afraid of videos. We've all been there. I mean, we're, we still are, you know, we still have that fear of showing up in front of the camera, especially if you, if you're not doing it co uh, consistently enough, but this is what it is. You're definitely not afraid. I see you in front of the camera all the time. You're like on top of every single, every single TikTok real trend. Like I'd love to just piece that apart. Like what's your, what's your process? It feels like you just like got a constant stream of content and ideas coming out. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously practice makes perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, but when I started with my, you know, like, like branding myself as a business or my personal brand, like started two years ago, um, Thanksgiving of 2019. I'm like, I need to build a brand. You know, it's social media is the future. It has been, you know, it, it had been around for a while, but I'm like, there's got to be a way for me to use it. And um, I mean, it, it obviously it's it's hard showing up in front of the camera, listening to your voice. You're like, oh my god, I sound weird. This sounds like, <laughs> right. <laughs> gotta fix my beard or anyway but you get you get over these complexions the more that you do it um in terms of the content creation what i'm thinking especially if it's like business related if i'm talking about real estate if i'm talking about mortgages it's something that i've been talking or i've been doing recently right if let's say i'm working on an fha loan i'm like okay let me jot down this, mm -hmm. you know, like 580 credit score, right? Minimum credit score and let's make a video out of it. Yep. Being purposeful, right? When you're, when you're swiping on TikTok and mm -hmm. you're to all those different type of sound bites that are like going viral, you know, like my, at least my brain is working. Okay, how can I recreate something that will apply to my business? Uh, and just, you know, like have fun with it, right? And the more you do it, uh, you know, the, the better, the better it is. 
Uh, I think right now I've gotten to a point where it's not taking me more than 10, 15 minutes to create a video. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, it's, especially for like 10, 15 second videos, you should not be spending more than 10, 15 minutes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it may take one or two hours when you start. So, yeah, but it's gotten oh. easier. I wish I have more time in the day to, to, <laughs> to get more videos done and more content. That um, process of, I was just going to say, that process of like writing down ideas as you're like working on them and as they're fresh in your brain is huge. I think a lot of people get into the problem. They're like, I don't know what to post about. But like if you're getting the first step of just like you said, writing down something that you've learned or writing down something interesting, then you got like this bank of ideas that you can just easily pull from. And then, you know, there's like obviously a couple of steps to content creation. There's one, like, what's the idea? There's two, there's like, all right, now you have to create the idea. Three, there's some, some post-processing and four, there's posting. And like the, the more you can, you know, streamline or, or take away friction on each of those points, like the better. So I love, I love that idea of like, as soon as something's fresh in your eye, in your head, just like write it down. Exactly. You have to write it down because, you know, like, and it happens all the time, you know, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I I remember that great song, but which one is it, right? Or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, what was my idea from this morning? And, um, but there are some people, I mean, other content creators that I follow, and a lot of them, that's what they do. They write down, like, topics they want to talk about. You have, like, a YouTube channel. Uh, A lot of people will write like a hundred topics that you you want they want to talk about and and just like go as you wish whenever you want to create a video but um i mean start small right i mean you don't need like a big ring light you don't need like super special equipment you know the the latest hd camera (laughs) you know just just go along with the flow i mean that that's what I, i i think we're all like stuck into this place where oh we got to be perfect in front of the camera oh i don't look good just just go for it uh and provide some sort of value or some sort of education to your followers that's been at least for me that's been key uh to to helping grow my business i mean um i try not to look at my follower account much but you know like from zero to 2200 or 2300 whatever i have now it's taken about two years, but it's been an awesome, awesome ride. Like mm. every or most of the people that I have and, and that I speak with, they're so supportive and they love what I'm posting. Right. Totally. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm giving myself a tap in the back here, but <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a long ride. And, and also don't forget to like engage with mm. your I think a lot of people forget it's like you should be liking other people's stuff too. Right? Totally. <laughs> if, totally. If they're going to engage with you, if you never like their posts or you never comment on like find some time to, you know, like leave a nice comment or if you value something, um, you know, just, just express that whether it's a DM or, you know, like whether it's, you know, like a comment, whatever it is or, or promoting them on a story. Totally. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And it's like, I don't know, it's pretty amazing the amount of uh, businesses I've been able to drive just by dropping into people's stories and like writing a comment. Just it's no, 
no one like wants you to go for like here buy my gift or filter or, or this house like no one's everyone's just gonna ignore you but if you just like give someone a compliment if you just um you know have a genuine reaction not one of those those pre-planned ones that instagram has for a story something genuinely about how you feel you'd be surprised how many times that like opens up a conversation um makes them realize that you know you're an actual person and you've got uh you're not just trying to you know get a quick buck and see you later it's just amazing how many times just like dropping in being genuine actually you know leads to what ultimately to sales but down the line i think that what you were kind of getting at too is like building out general genuine relations on social media are going to pay dividends. Maybe it's a sale. Maybe it's a live like this. Maybe it's something else, but it's like, you know, it's a long-term game. It's not just, it's not just like getting a sale or a customer and then seeing them later. Cause you're just going to burn yourself out and spend a lot, a lot of time trying to find customers that way. hundred percent. And I, so I think that that DM that you send someone that's the beginning where you start building trust mm-hmm. with somebody, right? You can't really land a sale. I mean, especially us that are growing our own brands mm-hmm. and land the sale by saying, Hey, do you want to, I mean, you could right? one in a or one in a hundred or one in a thousand. Right. Mm-hmm. But majority of people, they want to learn what you do. They want to see you show up. Right. I mean, we, we're not like an established brand. We're not like Mercedes mm-hmm. or, right? Like we're, we're just like starting, right? We're in like year two or year three or year one. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to build that trust. I think building trust is key to social media success and, and you know, like growing your business. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to show up, right? I mean, um, <clears throat> the other night I was at a holiday party and this, this guy, he comes to me and says, hey, Sidrit, and he looked familiar, but I couldn't tell who it was. And he's like, we follow each other on Instagram. And obviously, I mean, I, I post a little more than him. I went, I went into my Instagram. I found out who he is. I'm like, oh yeah, I know who he is. And, <laughs> but, but if he had been p- posting a bit more, I would have known, right? You totally. know, totally. It's you have to be showing up, and and eventually it's going to lead to business. I mean, I've, I've you know like found the referral partners on here. I've found clients that you know like they've they've uh, you know they've taken loan applications after like following me for a few months, six months, a year. Um, <clears throat> and I think the problem with with social media is people think that they could just come in and you know, oh, I'm gonna like post a few things and start getting business. Well, a hundred followers, you know, like it's not gonna take you anywhere, right? <laughs> you need to start like thinking long term. You know, a lot of people, um, it takes time to build it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that guy. Um, if you follow him, Brock, Brock Johnson, I think, or um, I don't he, think so. He's, he's like a social media creator and. Like, so he currently has like 300,000 followers or maybe even more now. And someone asked him, hey, how long did it take you? So he said eight years, right? Yep. Year one until year seven and a half, he grew to 40,000. And then from 40,000, I mean, in the past six months, seven months, he's grown it from 40,000 to 300,000, right? I mean, it, it's all about like the long-term vision that you mm-hmm. have. 
promoting yourself out there. Yeah. And you've said a couple of times that I think is right on the money is, is, is showing up. Um, I mean, you caveated with, you know, you want to add value, but I would, I would even overweight if you're like, cause it's easy. I get in this all the time, like analysis paralysis. It's like, I need like, what am I going to do? That's, you know, super valuable that will resonate with my audience. And then I guess, you know, get stuck in the circle of, of trying to think about content. And then sometimes I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to post what I think is interesting. And that just like spurs off this conversation with someone. It might not have been like the perfect post that, you know, got millions of reactions, but at least it was something that like put myself out there. Um, So yeah, I would say definitely don't, try to wait for perfection. If you're going to post, just post something, you'll get in the rhythm, you'll, you'll figure out what works as you continue to like learn. And the only way to learn is, is to start posting. Um, and that, so that's what I've found. If I, if I'm ever in this rut, or if you're ever in a rut, it's just like, just post what you think would be interesting. Uh, it might not be like the perfect thing that every single uh, influencer says checks all the boxes, but it's much more worth showing up and, Get, seeing if it lands or doesn't land then just you know waiting for like the perfect post that comes down from the mountains which will never happen <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah i mean i i think chances of having you know a, a small social media account and something blowing up to you know 10 million views it's very very small even if it's a reel right mm-hmm. gotta be like a very good reel even like like these algorithms are set up in a way that the more you post, the more you're going to get rewarded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I see it with, especially on TikTok, right? If you're off of TikTok and you start like reposting, you know, like you start posting again, you're, you're not going to see a, a lot of like uh, views right away. But then if you continue for three, four days, all of mm-hmm. a sudden videos are getting thousands of views. Yeah. It, it's... It's very interesting. Um, do you want to jump to crypto? What do you think about crypto, the crypto world? There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, uh, where where to start? I, I think, I mean, I started after the 2017 uh, bull run and then it came down. And yep. I was like, all right, this is interesting. I guess felt like a moment where it's like, things are going to be here long term. Uh, so I started buying in then. And then here we are in a, in a, in a nice, little, nice little bull run. Um, and I think I've learned a lot since then. I guess like kind of bought the top 10 coins on, um, on Coinbase at this time. But now I've been like, a little bit smarter about like don't chase things that are pumping i mean it sounds so like cliche and obvious but if you see something that's like starting to make a run it's like you've and you've probably missed the boat (laughs) i'm sorry to say it but like uh you know obviously you need to buy low and 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 sell high and if things are running up maybe maybe you take a step back so those are some of the things that at least i've learned obviously i'm not an expert and and there will be times maybe that works out for you, but at least that's the two cents of things that I've seen. I agree, man. Um, a lot of people that I speak to about cryptos, I mean, obviously they want to find the next Shiba and they want to find the next, you know, and they're like, oh, what are you investing in? And I, I start with Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Um, 
you know, mana, like, it, like the the least riskier ones, I would say, from, you know, like the, the crypto world, even though crypto is super risky, right? Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I don't know. And I'm like, listen, you know, like a lot of this, you know, is new and a lot of it will fail at some point, right? Um, <clears throat> especially like new crypto tokens or coins, like, you know, you hear the term rug pulled, right? Like someone pulls the rug on you. It's essentially they, they, they like shut the lights off on that, on that token. And you have no idea who created it. So be safe. I mean, I think the more of a utility a cryptocurrency has or a token, uh, the better it is, right? So mana is being used in Decentraland to buy you know, virtual land and virtual services, right? So that has a utility. Or let's say Ethereum is one of the main, Ethereum is one of the main, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies that's being used to buy NFTs, right? And, and as we know, the NFT marketplace is huge, right? Uh, you know, you have Cardano, you have some other ones, but at the same time, Ethereum was the first like established one that that blockchain is being used for for NFTs. And, you know, like you see the gas fees are insane <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I was actually looking back at our DMs for for just like figure out what else we talk about. And I think we have a DM where I was like, the gas fees are crazy. It's like 40 bucks. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I think I've, I've purchased, you know, like NFTs and paid like 100 to $200 in gas fees. Yep. Not, I'm not going to lie for, for stuff that I've like wanted badly. Um, but I believe like the best thing you can do is like, follow the community behind it, right? See what's the purpose of this token or coin. Don't just jump on it just because it's it looks good or, you know, it has a dog in front of it, right? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, ultimately, I think Shiba has a, a big, big community behind it. And I hear that there's plans, you know, for like other uses and I'm sure it's being, you know, like they're, they're developing their own games or whatever. Um, <clears throat> same thing with like uh, Sandbox, right? Or Roblox, um, you know, it, it's like, I think you need like a, you need like a token to buy it. Whatever that token is, you know, if, if billion and billion of dollars are being spent into a game, to me, that's like, it's it's good, right? This coin is not going to go anywhere if kids will continue using and buying whatever, you know, power upgrades, you know, to move to the next level. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I was going to make some comments on like rug pulls. These are just some some things to look at that I've I've read about is like you want to make sure that the teams identified themselves as is these are just things to think about and there are no hard and fast rules and nobody knows what it's going to work and what isn't but like some best practices that at least I've seen is like see if the teams identified themselves like that's been a clear kind of signal with lots of the, these rug pulls if like the founders and the creators and the developers are completely unknown then it makes it pretty easy for them to walk away sure. um and uh admin keys is another thing to look about look at so do is there a way that the founders could just stop and freeze everything at once some 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 teams in some projects have no way 
for there to be administrator keys that can just cut everything off. And some do, um, some say, you know, for good, safe reasons. And, but I'm, I'm skeptical, but yeah, those are two of the best practices that I've seen. Hopefully they help people as they, as they do their own research. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? So there's ways to earn interest on <laughs> cryptocurrency, right? Tell, I know you've, you've, you've had experience. I, I don't have a lot of experience with staking, right? Your coins or staking your tokens, right? It's not a real stake. You can't eat this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my point is, t tell us a little more how you can earn interest with cryptocurrency and what are the plus, upsides, downsides of it? Yeah, good question. And I'll I'll share my biases. So I'm I'm pretty I'm invested in, in one coin called Hex that does allow you to get interest and stake and interest that way. Uh, so that's like where my head's at and where where you can have some insight and where where I've got my money where my mouth is. Um, but there's kind of two flavors of of ways to get interest that I know of. There's um, trustless interest meaning that you just get interest without anyone uh having to give it give out your investments like how we're kind of familiar with traditional monetary system is you know you give someone money alone and they use that money to make more money and your reward for for giving out that money is you get some interest uh so there are some other ways to get interest which um involve that similar process i'm um, trying to think that's that is um forgot the name of some of the coins, but you can sort of lend your money out and then it will be given out to other people for, for interest. But there's some, some counterparty risk there, meaning that um, if some of those investments fail or if, or if um, they, yeah, if some of those investments fail, you take that risk on from the interest perspective. So we're, I've, I've been using to get my interest is through Hex, which gets you lock it up. You say for a year, I won't, um, I won't pull this out. And then your reward for, for leaving it in the, in the system for a year is that you get some interest. Um, and it's, it's kind of an interesting take, no pun intended <laughs> on this yeah. whole, on this whole thing. And like the, the fundamental idea here is that um, the reason that price goes up is for two reasons. One is there's less supply and the other is there's more demand. So if you incentivize people to reduce the supply by staking, uh, then that's, that is a, you know, according to economics 101, a factor to bring price up. Um, and so that's a different take. The one I'm actually more familiar about and knowledge about is this trustless interest. So your, your coins aren't being loaned out to anyone. Um, but the, the, that concept is that, you know, you are able to reduce the supply and that, um, Providing that that service to to the the token, you're rewarded with interest as well as hopefully the price goes up. Yeah, it's it's a really awesome idea, and and for most of us who are holding coins, we're not really doing anything with them, right? So if you're if you're gonna leave it there for six months to a year, why not stake it or whatever you know the the method is in a way where you're not risking it by lending it to anyone uh, and, and earn additional funds, right? Um, and I know Ethereum 2.0, you can stake your funds, but you're not able to take it out until 
the, the, the network is ready or something like that. I think along the way they'll let you pull, pull money out, but hey, bank accounts are, you know, lending, are, are paying you, I don't know, 0.1%. <laughs> yeah. And you have the ability to make five, 10. What's, what's an average interest rate in these, or at least for Hex? Uh, it is pretty high. I mean, it's all the way up to 20%, but keep in mind that this interest is, is paid back in, in hex. Um, so that's the amount of hex that you get back. Um, and it's not correlated to the dollar. It's, it's hard to know because, you know, it could go up or down, but the interest you're paid is back into that coin. That's perfect. So Mm. you're in your position. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a good protection against yourself too <laughs> i think it's it's really funny i've read about um mutual fund i think it's mutual fund performance over time and like someone did some analysis and they said you know the average mutual fund holder like doesn't make as much as the the mutual fund generates and then they looked even further and there's like this specific cohort that's like outperforming every average person who's who's a mutual fund holder and that cohort was uh people who passed away (laughs) and the reason they were doing so well is because they weren't buying and selling and jumping in and out of positions they were just holding it for the long term things went down and were terrible you know kept holding their position uh so i think that's another kind of interesting thing with like saying you know locking up your your kind of funds with hex is like you protect yourselves against it's going to go up and down and up and down it's going to go crazy but if you like zoom out on the crypto chart and you were able to hold it for that long, you would be, you would be really rich. The real, and everyone, everyone's done that. I'm, I'm sure everyone's done that math where you like go back to the beginning days and you go, Oh, like only if I had hold it, held it that long. And then it's hilarious. Cause then we get into these news cycles, what it dropped from 60 to 50 K. Everyone thinks the world's on fire. They're like really scared for their life. Um, and the, the, reason that you probably wouldn't have held it that long is because you would have sold that. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, a quick, quick story. When I used to work for Cambridge Trust uh, back in my banking days as a branch manager, this guy comes to me and he was going to wire $14,000, right? And obviously I had to warn him about fraud because that's, that's what you do, especially if someone is, is uh, wiring money to something that's, you know, like, you, you don't know about, right? So I made sure that, you know, and and he's telling me about Bitcoin. This was probably, we're talking here 2015-ish. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like seven grand. I think he was going to buy like two Bitcoins. And I'm like, the guy is nuts. The guy is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he like one of my regular clients. I'm like, what is he doing? I'm like, yeah. And and he was explaining to me the whole thing about the wallet, which I now understand, right? And and this is an older gentleman, I would say, in his fifties or so. And I'm like, I feel like he may be getting scammed. And I, I I told him, Are you sure this is legitimate? And he had to wire the money to whichever the company was. Maybe it was Coinbase. I know it was not as easy back then to. Hopefully, it was a Mt. Gox. <laughs> And and he bought, you know, he bought like two or two and a half bitcoins, and um, I, you know, I haven't kept in touch with him, but I would be very interested to find out if he held those two bitcoins until now. Yeah, uh, 
But I know he's going to be very happy, right? I mean, <laughs> he's sitting on a hundred grand plus, you know, investment over five years, you know, and he he had a what ten, fifteen grand investment. So. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's when you make the money is when when uh, obviously no one else knows about it. <laughs> Everyone else thinks you're crazy. People, um, I mean. But- I remember in like early 2010s, you know, like I I was hearing about Bitcoin mining, right? Mm-hmm. And like I I had people from my home country, they're like, "Oh, let's do it, you know, let's start like a mining company." I'm like, "Yeah, no." I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like it my my electricity bill is going to be higher and you know, like what is this a Bitcoin and uh, yeah. Yeah, but Yeah, you got to take risks, right? I mean, but it's all about like long term, right? If you're holding long term and really believe in something, stick with it in my opinion. Totally. Yeah. I think it goes it kind of goes back to social media in some ways because like sticking with it long term. Like what you're saying like you get 100 followers or it, it took that guy how however long to get 40,000 followers. I'm sure it was not easy. I'm sure no one was showing up and and no one was was caring anything about what he had to say but you know if you have the long-term mindset and you're like I'm going to eat shit for a couple for a couple years um but I'm going to stay at it and keep learning and have a growth mindset I think um people underestimate how far you can get in a couple of years of committing yourself to something 100% 100% want to jump into NFTs are you investing any <laughs> I Yeah, I I I didn't fall well this is how I learned that advice of not jump chasing pumps. <laughs> But it can burn both ways. When it had like its I think it was the beginning of last year had its big run up and people were just starting to talk about it. People was just starting to get into the news. I was like I'm going to buy something. What I did was like I went to um OpenSea and Rarible and I guess found I guess like looked for something I thought looked cool. <laughs> and I was just like this looks cool like no idea about the project or the person behind it and and bought it. And I guess I mean it's not a bad strategy. I still think it looks cool. It's cool that like I supported the artist and like I follow them on Twitter and like I know that that money some of that money goes back to them. Yep. Um but like that has been my one and only NFT story. I I I do like the like aspect of uh supporting an artist and giving them a a way to, you know, make a make a an income <laughs> like most yep. people um but that's really been my my forlay um into it so far yeah i mean i think art is one of the forms you're investing into nfts uh for those that have followed me you know that i've bought into v friends i own two v friends <clears throat> and one of one of the benefits that gary v has put behind v friends is that you're able to go to his conference only his v friend holders can attend that conference right mm-hmm. so it's like an all exclusive conference for his nft holders right and on top of it all of his like new releases all new books or like they they'll usually funnel through to his v friends or on his discord channel um so yeah i mean we know gary v so we we know who's behind his projects and <clears throat> you know like it's it's easy for him to like create like a a, a product like that and and flip it and make 90 million dollars in 90 days right uh that's that's how much money supposedly he made 
from the sale and the royalties. You know, he made like $40 million just in royalties the first 90 days. Damn. Um, yeah. That, and that's the aspect of the artist part, right? Mm -hmm. Crazy as he knew nothing about NFTs a year ago. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But the best part, I, I think, that, that's going to become huge with NFTs is the utility. Because mm -hmm. you're, let's say, a restaurant, right? Let's say they, they sell 10,000 coins and, or, or 1,000 coins, right? And this is like a collectible. It's going to be on the blockchain forever. And one of those coins will be picked that you're going to eat for free at that restaurant for the rest of your life, right? I think that's like genius, right? Or mm -hmm. this could be, or, or just like Gary Vee is using it, hey, if you own my V friends, you get in first, right? Or you get in, you, you'll have exclusive access to this. And this is what brands are going to do, you know, like Nike can say, hey, if you buy this NFT, you know, like you'll get discounted prices on our all of our future items. Mm -hmm. 100%. Nike's um, going hard into it from what I've read is like um, that. I mean, the central land, there's like parties going on, right? Like <laughs> in the virtual, there's like soccer games, you know, like I logged into the game one day um with, with a wallet and i mean I've, i haven't used it much but there was like a soccer game being played interesting interesting <laughs> i like some some software engineer has developed a game that you can play inside mana <laughs> and people <laughs> and watch it crazy i think and there's like it, where you can buy nfts it's, yeah it's mind-blowing yeah one of the things I'm kind of excited about is like, hopefully this technology gives us a chance to like, look at how the internet's been structured and working today. And like, it does give us an opportunity to kind of redesign, rethink things. This is what people are saying with, with the web three stuff. But like, you know, as you go on Facebook or, or Twitter today, like your Facebook account is completely different than your Twitter account. It's not like you have your photos in Facebook and then, you know, those are also your pictures that show up in Twitter or like your profile account in Facebook is completely different account in Twitter. And what's exciting about like web three and blockchain is that like potentially you could have a way to have like your own uh, ownership of something that can then translate and be transported to all these different places. Um, so I don't know. I've been poking around. It seems like people I love having these new um, crypto punks or other NFTs as their profile pictures. Uh, but this idea of just like having something that you own and that show up in all these different digital platforms would be a really cool new internet instead of like reinventing yourself from the start again. Like you think about it, even with your social media following, like we've been, invested a lot of time in in creating some brand and some content on instagram but like you know instagram is no longer a thing one day you really got to start from scratch <laughs> yep yep that that's why you need to be in all networks in my mm. even if you're not engaging as much i mean obviously i think for both of us instagram is the main one but i always like to go on twitter or always like to go on linkedin just to check out hey what's happening in, th in this platform mm-hmm you know, if, if you look at Twitter today, like they have audio rooms, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that's where I've listened to a lot of the, the Gary Vee NFTs, you know, live talks. Mm -hmm. I've heard about like new upcoming NFT artists, right? 
um so there's you know like you you can't you can't really you know like we we had clubhouse you know for a little bit it's still out there but not as popular because twitter jumped in right so because they have so so much bigger follower base um <clears throat> you know they they can easily you know add that service of audio right mm-hmm. uh, and i noticed the other day too same thing with with facebook they also have an audio and video room now you can like create your own audio video room in in facebook too wow which was very impressive yeah um so you you have to see like you know like you don't need to be like participating as much as your main you know like social media but mm-hmm. i know what's happening out there totally i'm um, curious i was gonna ask you i know that i mean you come from i'm gonna call it the the traditional or legacy real estate world <laughs> do you think that that experience or that um knowledge translates at all to the to the nft world or is it or is I'm just trying to figure out because it seems like you do play in both those worlds. I'm curious if you the experience from the real world translates there, or your interest in the real world translates there, or if they're just like these are just two completely separate things. So I, I think my my um, my belief about NFTs I think has to do with you know I, I like collecting things right. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was young, I, I have like a huge collections uh, from, you know, for coins and paper money, right? Mm-hmm. It's still there. I don't really follow it as much. But, you know, like, I think that was one thing, having the, the collectible aspect of the NFT that you're the only, mm-hmm. uh, you're the only like verifiable owner, you know, like, even though people think, oh, well, I can take a screenshot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the owner. No, you're not. So, <laughs> um. I think with with the real estate, I mean, my my interest in the central land, um, yeah, I, th- I think it has it has to do a little bit of with what I do, and and I personally think, you know, like real estate and mortgages will be completely different in the next ten years. Maybe not, but I think the blockchain is going to change the game or like being able to verify something, right? Mm-hmm. Like right now, for example, if you're buying a house, we have an attorney who's going to uh, do a title search or review the last 50 years. Well, if this, if we have like a deeded type of concept on the blockchain where we can verify where one property went and like, not that you wouldn't need attorneys, but that attorney's job would be much quicker, right? Yeah, totally. Taking us five, seven, 10, 15 days to get a title order back, depending on the attorney, that could be done in minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, same thing about lending, right? A lot of like verification pieces, like they could be automated in a way that the blockchain can help, help the technology. So instead of doing 25 day, 30 day closes, you're doing five day, ten day close, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I, I think they're correlated in in so many ways, right? I mean, there's already blockchain lending. We know that. Mm-hmm. My big uh, question with that, or and I think it's the, yeah, the big open question is like, so with crypto, your seed phrase is 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 pretty much you know protected at all costs you're talking about this on another episode which is great um but if anyone gets that seed phrase they can do anything 
they want with your assets. Um, so as a reminder, if there's anyone listening, don't store it on the internet. <laughs> um, keep it, yeah, keep it off the internet. Don't keep it on, on iCloud. Keep it in a, in a safe place if you have your seed phrases. There's other like custodial-based um, crypto like Coinbase, which is functions more like a bank where their job is to keep those thing, those seed phrases safe um, for you. But there's obviously the risk. Like if anyone gets that seed phrase, they can really do whatever they want with it. Yeah. My, my big question is if we go to this, this world where like, I don't know, your house is verified via the blockchain. Well, we still have the problem. If someone gets that seed phrase, they can send that house wherever they want. So I don't know what the solution is there. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that there still has to be like some sort of, I think the security piece of, of crypto is going to get even better. Yeah. I think the, the seed phrase is the, the final solution. Mm. There needs to be multiple seed phrases or multiple steps, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like we could say fingerprinting or right. you know, scanning your eyes or I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just... Mm -hmm. I, I think the security part of it, we're we're only in the beginning phase of of that, and and that that will, as that improves, I think people's confidence is going to improve even more about cryptos, and the 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 utilization will get even bigger. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I can see that. I mean, I can see that 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 concern. Yeah, like hey, someone steals my 12 word phrase they're gonna like send my <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in the blockchain <laughs> but i i think you know like we we forget hey we're not gonna like just like live in a virtual world right i mean they're going to be interconnected together it's not going to be a world of oh i'm only gonna stay in my bedroom, you know, 12 hours in a virtual, no, I mean, life will go on, but your chances of you being in a virtual world or connecting in a virtual world are going to be very, very, you know, like probable. I mean, we, we are kind of in a web three situation and in a metaverse situation where we're glued to our phones, right? This is like our reality. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, I, I love meeting people in person, but majority of the time, how are we interacting? We're interacting through this, right? Totally. In the whole metaverse, I mean, it's, it's yes, you're going to be able to communicate, do more online in a, in a setting where you're not watching a small screen, but it's going to surround you. But mm. at the same time, you're going to meet friends and go out there and do whatever you usually do, right? So totally. I think it's prove the way we do things. Have you played around with um, any like the VR glasses? No, yeah, I, I think I um, like five years ago. I think I bought like this pair of Samsungs, and uh, I think I watched like a Jurassic type of world mm -hmm. scene, and it was cool. I mean, I haven't. I, I need to buy the new Oculus, and I hear they're pretty crazy. They're, they're fun. Like, yeah yeah I, it's worth it i i always forget about how fun it is until i until i go back and, and play with it i think a lot of it is like my network and most of our networks are not on them <laughs> so like a, a big reason why it's 
it's fun to use uh, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. It's because like a lot of the people you already have those connections on definitely have phones. You can connect with them that way. But with the VR headsets, like I have maybe one friend maybe on it. Um, but so it's a lot. Are you in like virtual world essentially? Yeah. That's my favorite stuff. I mean, there's games that you can play. Um, there's like a rock climbing game, which is kind of fun where you kind of feel like you're, you're rock climbing and there's like beat saber type stuff. But my, my favorite stuff is like, there are like, um, uh, what is it? Alt space VR where it's like, there's just different at venues you can go to like house parties or like campfires. And you just like chat with random people. And like, I don't know. I like just to be goofy, but it's, it's super compelling. That's amazing. That's that's kind of like the Centerland, but you're you know like you're in a virtual setting. I mean, uh, the Centerland you have to log in from your laptop, but yeah, like I was um, when I logged in one of those times, like this guy just comes up to me and starts talking. I'm like, well, my mic's not open, I can't... <laughs> but I could hear him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I turned on my mic and I told him about the land that. I'd purchased and you know like uh, I was building some you know I was trying to build something like very silly you know like I don't know it was like a lemonade stand or something <laughs> <laughs> did you visit it did you like can you take your I really need to check out Central Land but can you like take people that you meet from this place to your to your property uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it I, it's just a, a piece of land right now I haven't really mm. built much in it but yeah people that's cool. And um, yeah, it, it's funny because we we kind of like became friends on Instagram too, right? And, <laughs> um, he lives in the U.S. too. I mean, I I, I haven't. I probably. I, I think I may have forgotten his name. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just funny, man. I mean, obviously you want to be careful, especially if you're at a younger age with strangers and stuff. You know, like as our parents used to tell us, right? Uh, <laughs> don't give him your seed phrase <laughs> <laughs> good one <laughs> uh but it's it's cool man right i mean i think at all times like you'll have at least like a thousand to two thousand people on the center land if you look at their like user you know like uh, uh how many people are live mm -hmm. uh but it's only growing right um i'm sure there's many other you know, like services like the central land out there. But I think they were like one of the first ecosystems that did it really well. And they have like the, the decentralized autonomous use or, you mm -hmm. know, the users make all the rules. And hmm. the, so, um, you know, like someone else can't come and change the place, you know, like it has to go through voting of all the users. And all mm -hmm. that. Crazy. But, yeah, yeah, check it out. I mean, you can log in as a guest too. I don't think uh, you need uh, you need like a wallet or anything to connect to it. What does the wallet do? Like, once I have um, a wallet with some funds in it, what would I be able to? What you, would I be able to do? You create your fun avatar. You know, mm -hmm. I know there's like this big Dodge coin. As soon as you enter, you'll probably see it too. Uh, but there's so many avatars you can create, and then um the wallet allows you to buy things right you can buy land you can buy your new sunglasses you can buy a sword you can buy whatever you want man i mean mm -hmm. 
whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> like, um, you can get into like exclusive events, you know, like soccer games. It's, yeah, it's wild. I'll check it out. <laughs> you should I'll definitely check it out. Enjoy it. I think you're gonna enjoy it. I think so too. Do you want to touch base on like other mediums too? I mean, I recently started a new podcast. Um, it's been a it's been a good experience. I mean, uh, I think I have about fifty listeners in tot- in total. Um, <clears throat> I think I mean I I wanted a way to like uh, to reach more people right through another mm-hmm. mean. And I, I've seen a lot of people do podcasts very successfully. Um, I mean, for now, I'm repurposing these Instagram lives into my podcast. And just like we spoke together, um, you know, the other day, you're like, well, I don't have time. I wish you had a podcast, you know, for me to like listen to it. And I'm like, right on. Say no more. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's going to be on a podcast soon. Um you know, like it, it's spending maybe a five to 10 hour research on how to start a podcast, anchor.fm or anchor app on, on, uh, on Apple uh, <clears throat> is all you need, right? You don't even need like a fancy mic or, you know, uh, uh, Brian, you can hear it on uh, Apple podcast. It's called Sidrit's podcast. And, you know, where we talk about NFTs and everything else, real estate. Uh, but yeah, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's like anchor is like the only place you have to do some work initially to connect with Apple, Google podcasts and Amazon podcast. But once it's, um, once it's up and running, you know, like you're only posting your podcast on anchor.fm and uh, eventually, it, you know, within 24 hours, it will blast it to all the other ones. There's like this RSS feed mm-hmm. and that RSS feed will like uh, send it to all the other channels that you're yeah. linked. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's good, man. I mean, I, I can see, I mean, there's ways you can monetize it later uh, if you want to. Uh, but it's just, you know, another way for me to reach my audience and reach other people that maybe don't have the means or don't like Instagram. So it's all about connecting out there and uh, ultimately, for me at least, providing more value to others. Totally. Yeah. And what I think is interesting, what I've been trying to to, to strive towards is like, figuring out content that's just really fun to make and doesn't feel like work at all. <laughs> that's what I kind of like about these lives and these podcasts is that, you know, I get to jump in, chat with you, learn some new things. And like you said, build a connection, help some other people out at the same time. Cause it feels like, you know, I'm constantly having conversations like these with people um, and, re- you know, repeating things that I've learned or, or finding good insights. And it seems like, why not like, open that up to to more people (laughs) instead of just like you know there's no reason that like i that information should be private um or in that case is like any reason why it's it's just between those two people so that's what i think is interesting it's just like having a conversation learning something new and then sharing that with other people we i mean we share everything online these days (laughs) it's like private anymore right if you're complaining about privacy let me see your instagram account and then i'll tell you if if you should complain about privacy. 
it's like most people post everything these days right and it's it's kind of inevitable right because this is the way that we're we're engaging with with one another um but what i do want to get into the habit of doing uh exactly your point right you're having these valuable you know 5 10 minute conversations um you know and sharing this information i want to get into a place where we're doing like 5 minute lives or 10 minute live or 5 minute podcast because yes this is great there's so much to unpack right here but chances that someone is going to watch this instagram live are are very slim right mm. what from beginning to end are very slim i mean those that are enjoying the conversation will um and i think maybe in, in a podcast they're highly likely to 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 listen to it because you can just plug in your airpods and go along with the flow you know like you're commuting to work whatever it is um so i think i i want to get into the habit of creating shorter content not like mm-hmm. short but like you know like three to five minutes bits and pieces because mm-hmm. i feel like people are more likely to to get to to listen to a five minute conversation that they find valuable than a, a whole hour of you know crypto real estate you <laughs> know i mean this is fun though i mean i love this i love it totally. so many good comments from from people and totally. i kind of stopped you know for like a good six months or so like I got so many people say, "Hey, you got to restart those lives." You know? <laughs> so, I don't know if they're just saying it, but <laughs> they're making me happy. <laughs> a lot of people also take the long form content like this and chop it up. Have you ever thought about that, like taking some of the taking some of the nuggets and and doing some reposting for people who weren't able to jump on the live or catch it? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think about it. It's only time. I mean, yeah. I've I've you know chopped up little bits and pieces from our previous ones and posted made it a real it, yeah for me it's only time you know like right. think enough time you know like I need like a dedicated person I mean I I'm not Gary Vee yet where he has like <laughs> deer up, you know shooting you know after him 24 hours a day <laughs> so um if there's a deer rock out there you know hit me up right I mean <laughs> you may it may need to be like a pro bono initially right and then <laughs> progress you can get my some of my nfts early early drop on my nfts <laughs> um yeah and eventually i do want to like have my own like nft um uh, project and i want to create something and i spoke uh i spoke on a podcast yesterday with Kyle Curtin he has his own podcast too and yeah my my idea about nfts is you know it it shouldn't be about us right for me it's like helping others mm-hmm. and if that nft project has something to do like with kids where you know whether it's helping them with education you know like hunger whatever like i want to do something where 5% of proceeds or 10% of proceeds go to like a you know kids charitable organization uh but That's it's awesome. it's long term yeah i'm not you know like i know i will get there eventually but that's like my 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 kind of like long term goal eventually so when that's i awesome thank you man <laughs>
what would be have you thought about uh the graphics at all i'm trying to think what what you could have <laughs> i really don't know man i i really don't know i mean i don't know i it, it's got to be like i want it to be diverse i want it to be like all inclusive um I don't know and you're you're you you're making me think right now. You know? <laughs> like it, yeah, I don't know. It, it could be new characters, right? That 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 could like symbolize, you know, my 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 journey, but mm -hmm. also symbolize what others have done to get to where they, you know. Mm -hmm. For I, I don't know, sorry. All good. Plenty of time to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's a deep question, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a very deep question yeah i've thought a little bit about like with each gift purchase converting it to an nft which would be kind of interesting like so with the purchase of of your gifts that you can use on instagram you could also convert that convert that into an nft right away yep uh, but you have i mean you don't have to but i think that the whole thing behind it is having a community yep and and what is that nft going to do or promise to do in the future mm. for, for that community mm -hmm. i think you have to back it up with something and then uh, a five-year timeline it could be a 10-year timeline right i mean but you have to back it up with something yeah yeah <laughs> Yes, it may be a cool, um, it may be a cool, you know, like cave lit gift, gift, but, you know, eventually I think people are going to, well, you know, it's, it's only my sign. Like, why would I want, why would I want to spend money? It mm -hmm. has to do for me. Right. Yeah. People but would you, say otherwise though. People's had a lot of success with his NFTs not doing much. <laughs> people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> but if if you if you listen to him he i mean he's been doing this for a long time like his designs and back to consistency <laughs> a long time and he's like i mean he said like i didn't expect that i was going to be in the spotlight so soon but he's like i knew eventually i was going to get there so i mean speaking about confidence right so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I follow this stuff on Instagram for a while. Um I always thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know. I like that kind of like surrealist um it's awesome. surrealist and then just like a little bit uh in your face it just it, it appeals to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's they're so good and yeah, the rated R ones, you can only post them on um Twitter. I think Twitter allows them to post the rated R. <laughs> Whoa. They're yeah. rated R ones? I didn't even realize no, not this. No, rated R, but you know, like there's some like, you know, mm -hmm. like more explicit. Totally. Right. And he can't really like post those on Instagram because he's afraid that they're going to take down his Instagram or something. Yep. Yeah. Instagram will do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why careful what you post, guys. <laughs> All right, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Uh, Let's do it again. It's been real. Yeah, round Always. two. So great to see you. So great to see you're doing well, staying healthy up in Vermont. If <laughs> I ever visit, I'm going to stop by. Do it. 
Yeah, hit All me right. up. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate the time. This was awesome. And it's going to be a podcast too. So. Cool. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Marty. Talk All right. You. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your support means so much to me. And one way for you to support me is by following this podcast and liking this episode and also by leaving a review. In addition, don't forget to check out my Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at sidrit.veseli for more daily content. If there's anything I can help you with, message me directly on any of my platforms. Thank you and talk to you soon.